0: Many years has traveled, 4,000 years in that vicinity since the uh, creation of man. And uh, so there's 4,000 years that God has made a promise. And in correlation to it or in uh, comparison, have you thought about this? For the last 2,000 years we've been looking for the Lord's coming. And some I have run into have said, well, I used to think he is coming, but now I'm not sure. And he's taken too long to come back. it has been so long that I ain't so sure. And I had a fellow on the phone one time, and he said, I said, well, the Lord's coming's right at hand. It's not going to be long. He said, well, no, nah, you don't know that. It could be a long time yet. And so I just let him have his say. I said, well, I'm looking for him today. And that's the only way I know how to answer it. Amen. Amen. But uh, you can have any thought about it. But people get weary and tired. The Bible said that in the book of Peter over there. We've heard this promise, and this since our father, our fathers have died, and still He has not come, and so forth. But can you imagine four thousand years that they had the promise of the Messiah coming, right? The promise that we give you Sunday on 3.15 of Genesis, Genesis 3.15. And that's a long time. And God ever periodically, ever so often, throwed in a little bit more to remind them that He's still on the throne and He's still doing that. And He's still planning on coming and sending His Son. So this had to be a great time. Amen. 2,000 years ago when... Jesus was born. Looking in Matthew chapter 1, it said in verse 18, and I like the first part. I've I've got my Bible marked up so much on this so-and-so beget so-and-so all the way down through there, 14 generations. And I preached, I don't know, three, four, five sermons off of the begets down through the years. And it's a blessing to break those down. But we're going to look at verse 18. It said, Now... The birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. He's going to tell us. When as his mother Mary was his spouse, as engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, and I'm sure this put him in a very predicament, uh, serious predicament. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, the Lord always makes the difference, don't he? Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, and remember the Lord putting me here about uh, showing again that he's in the lineage, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus means Savior. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of by the Lord, uh, uh, spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, and somebody read this tonight, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. And shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And that's a doctrine, brother, I'll tell you, you can't let it get away. This world today, you don't look at that. And they don't look at Christ coming as God in the flesh. But uh, you've got to get that doctrine. That's a, that's a Bible doctrine. It's not a Baptist doctrine, even though it, Baptists do believe it, should believe it. And I'd be ashamed if I was a Baptist and didn't believe it. Amen. But it's a Bible doctrine. When we talk about doctrine tonight, I want to make sure we know what Bible doctrine is and it's not Baptist. Baptists do have their doctrines. And uh, by the way, you got your own doctrines too sometimes. And I do too. But if it's not Bible doctrine, it ain't no good. Amen. It's not what I think and it's not what you think. It's what God says. And that makes the big difference, does it not? The Bible said, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, this has got to be a a, a glorious time. You remember what God said about Mary? Hold your place there, Matthew, and go over to the book of Luke. Uh it's, it must have been a I I guess a real touching thing. You remember the first chapter of Luke it talks about Zacharias and uh, Elizabeth. And remember God is speaking and he spoke to Zacharias and told him he couldn't speak no more till the child was born and couldn't could do that either when he's born until he named him John. And uh, so the story went on. But in verse number 26, it said, in chapter 1 of the book of Luke, and these are tremendous stories, and I read them every every year to church, but I don't know how many times through the year I do read these verses anyhow. They fit in with my whole life. Uh, I'm not worshiping the the Christ child as per se, and uh, recognizing Christmas is a special thing. Because had he not, uh, you know, uh, I mean, if that had been all it was, to, suppose he would just been born of a virgin and that's it. We'd still be in our sin, amen, tonight. We'd still be lost and undone without God. So the whole Bible doctrine of salvation is not centered upon the birth of Christ. It's just part of the whole plan. And then the, actually the, what happened when he died on the cross of Calvary, That wouldn't have been finished either had he uh, not rose on the third day. So it's all together. It comes together, the death, burial, and resurrection. And his his resurrection has made the difference. His ascension back up into glory. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession as a priest for you and me. But then the joy that we have is his coming again. Amen. To take us out of here. So here's how it went with, with Mary. This has got to be a special story, and uh, must have been very uh, touching to Mary. Verse, verse twenty six said, "In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth." Now you remember Gabriel; these three archangels, if you will, you got Gabriel, Michael, who's Eden. Somebody tell me. Lucifer. Lucifer that's right. And, uh, of course, he's no good, but uh, he failed. But those are the three archangels. And Gabriel is always sometimes in the, in the business of announcing something. And Michael's contending. He's always standing for some things. Remember, he is in contending about the body of Moses. Remember that? And uh, that's a world by itself to study. And uh, we'll study those things sometime down the road. We've been on them before here, but I'd like to take a little more time to do that. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. Now, you remember that's what it said she's going to be. To a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, or thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And uh, it had to be a blessing, surely. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. I mean, just put yourself in Mary's place, ladies. That would have been a something, wouldn't it? For the Lord to send an angel and appear to you. Now, they don't do that now. God don't do that. we got the Bible teaches us. But uh, this is still part of the Old Testament coming uh, into the New. The Bible said in verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. So she must have had some fear. I believe I would have had when you. I said, For thou hast found favor with God. Now, if there's anything I want tonight, it's to find favor with God. Amen. I hope that I find favor with every one of you in this building. But if I don't, I'd rather have the favor of God as to have your favor. Amen. And I believe you the same way tonight. And she had favor with God. In other words, uh, she fit the bill. Uh, God knew in the, begin- in the beginning, before the time was ever laid, that it would be Mary. The Bible said in verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb... And bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, same as it was over in Matthew. Now Jesus is his earthly name, remember that? Amen, it's his earthly name. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Has he done it yet? No, he will, I'll assure you. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And Jacob is Israel. Got to remember that. If you don't get that straight, you'll mess up. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So now look what it says. He's saying that he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give, uh, shall give him, uh, And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob. How long? forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. See, the Jews are looking for that kingdom. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Amen. Now, they don't know the crucifixion going to happen. They don't know the church is going to happen here. Mary don't know that when he's telling them. He's just giving this. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is uh, the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And I say, Amen. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And Brother John done had a spell. Amen. And, uh, some people say, well, that couldn't happen. John didn't know nothing going on. You'd be surprised. Uh, I remember back when, uh, Trina was carrying her daughter, and, uh, I'd come around sometimes. We had her in the hospital down there. She was having trouble uh, and in the hospital, and they had her heartbeat going. I'd come in and speak, and that heart rate get up, making a lot of racket. She knowed my voice. Even in the womb. So I'm telling you, it makes a difference. And John got, a, he had a spell before he was ever born. Amen. Some of y'all might have had a spell before you woman. You ain't had one since. You ought to, <laughs> uh, amen. Think, think about that a minute. Praise God. The Bible said in verse 42, And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Now, we know what's happened and now we're going to go over just a little bit more further in and see this, and I, I, this is what I call the Christmas story. And I love to look at it, and it means a whole lot. Chapter 2 of the Luke now. There's a whole lot in between what I, where I read and stopped and come back, but uh, that's later in, in the life of, of the Lord Jesus. And it's, it's good stories to read, reading that. It bless your heart. Chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Now, uh, I believe it was uh, Sheila that read the Scripture tonight, Out of Bethlehem, Ephratah. All right. Uh, That's where he's going to be born. The promise was he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Where was it? If you remember a while ago we was reading, they were in Nazareth. Remember? So God has his special ways of getting them uh, to where they need to be. And God fulfills his Scripture You can count on it. When God writes the Scripture, it's going to be just like God said it too. Isn't that amazing? That's that's what's so precious about the Word of God. It just uh, falls in place. And so there went out a decree. You think you had taxation today and don't like it? They have it back then too. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Remember, somebody read that tonight out of the city. Isn't it amazing Troy come up here with these Bible scriptures about Christmas night He didn't know he was going to read these scriptures. So you see what God does. He works it all out, don't he? Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his, his spouse, wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that he should that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. no place to put the son of God. The world didn't have room for him. There was no room in the end. There's no place for him tonight in this cursed world either. And if Christ come back again, he's not. I'm not talking about. Uh, he's coming back in the air to get the saints. But I'm talking about he won't come back as a babe. But if he came back as a babe, they'd treat him the same way they did before. Mankind ain't changed. And uh, he came the first time to die for us. He's coming the first next time to get us. Thank God for that. Verse 8. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, Israel's got a, t- a temperature uh, about like ours. And it's cool at night about this time of year. And, and uh, of course, somebody said he wasn't born on December 25th. and uh, One fella said it's tw- 27th and said another and said it's on up closer to that. Some said a few more days. And I've known preachers down through the years that said, we don't celebrate on December 25th. He was born a different time. We celebrate another time. Have yourself a, a Merry Christmas. <laughs> celebrate when you won't do or don't celebrate. Don't bother me none. Amen. But I do know somewhere, two thousand years ago, Christ was born, and they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That is a fact. And if you got, if we got the wrong date on it, I don't know about that. And I believe God may have blocked it around. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Uh, he was born. Is all I know, and uh, that's all I need to know. And if God told me what date it was here in the scripture, we'd have followed it. Amen. And uh, so anyway, it said, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I like that. Which shall be to uh, a few people. That ain't what it said, is it? How many? All people. Thank God for that. Now, why don't everybody get excited about it? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. So this is right at the birth of Christ. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, "Let us now go and even uh, go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us." Did anybody see the star Monday night? I didn't see it, but uh, I heard about it. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Those two planets lined up the place, and was it bright? Amen. Well, somebody said, well, we'll talk about that when we get over there in a minute. It said, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I got that underlined three times in my my Bible here. It said, laid in a manger in one place, and lying in a manger in two more. It said, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. And brother, I'll tell you what it must have been a glorious time. Don't you imagine? Amen. It's still a glorious time to me to think about it. I'm not. I'm thinking about uh, the Christ coming willingly. He willingly come. Nobody forced him. It was before the mud seals of the world was ever laid. That's a figurative a speech tonight. But before anything was ever created, in the mind of God, Christ was coming, amen, to die for us on the cross of Calvary. That's designated before time started with man. That's in the eternity past. Amen. Foreknowledge of God. Turn in your Bible now back to Matthew chapter 2. Now the shepherds came and found the young child. And... uh you know we have the we have the manger scene in, in uh, at Christmas time a lot of time in churches and they've had them and we've had some of those down through the years they always dress the little old girls up as angels and so forth and uh, that's not really true not really right I'm not going to get into that tonight uh, we need to study that little area but uh, they these angels here, Angels are always in a masculine gender everywhere. Amen. Always. Alright, chapter two of Matthew said in verse one. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Notice a little word east. Most everything that happens, East is the is the direction of God. And uh, I don't get I'm not getting into that tonight. I studied quite a bit of that today, but Verse 2 said, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Uh, Where was that star the other night? Who was it? Southwest? Uh, I think that's what I heard them say, Southwest. Of course, I'm not saying I had anything to do with it. That just happens over so many years. But I'm saying, uh, I've had them say, well, how would they follow that star? Well, the Bible said that star, and this is strange, and this shows you the hand of God. It came over where it was and stood over where it was. Now, God knew that. And you say, I don't believe that happened. Well, it did. It said in the Bible. And I believe it. Amen. I'm just crazy enough to believe it if that's what it is. Or smart enough to believe it One, if you want to go the other direction. huh? You'd have it, you'd have it in your way. I'm either smart enough or dumb enough to believe what God says. And uh, I'm going to argue with you which one you want to go with. Verse 3 said, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, he is a politician, that's why he's troubled. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. They said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, There we are again. Bethlehem Ephratah, Miss Sheila. <laughs> and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring me word again that i may come and worship him also when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star here it is which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was that second time it's mentioned actually, actually several more times here it's a young child he's not a babe in a manger now and it said, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they're not in a stable now, they're in a house. They saw the young child, there it is again, with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their tre- treasures, they presented unto him gold gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country. I will not just read on a little bit because I want you to see the rest of it. When they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek thee, young child, to destroy him. mentioned twice in that scripture, in that verse there. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And that went because the Scripture spoke that he, out of Egypt, I call my son. And Herod had made the the decree in verse number 16, from two years old and under, children were to be killed. And so I look at this thing tonight, and I think about what God has done and how he's doing it. But I want to go back just a minute to this other, and I'm going to close with this, because I want you to look at verse number 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and, what did they do? Worshiped him. That's what we need to do here at Christmas time. Of course, we're not worshiping a young child, but we do need to worship the Lord. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And this is where we get our gift giving. I'm sure that's where they get this, you know. And, uh, there's three different gifts and always they get songs said, We Three Kings. Anybody know how many kings this says? I've tried to search it out. I hunted it years ago when they sung We Three Kings. I thought surely that's in the Bible somewhere. But it ain't. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I, as a young boy, I used to hear them sing at, uh, what is that, the drummer boy? Uh, bah, 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 you know, whatever it is. Amen. And I looked to my Bible for a long time to see where he is at. That had to be a Bible story. Didn't find it either. So we put in a lot of things, don't we? Right. But looking at this, they opened these gifts. This is the three. Not, don't mean that's three wise men. Could have been a half a dozen. Could have been two and brought three gifts. I don't know. But these three gifts, and they're significant, and it makes a good message and a good teaching and preaching in these messages and these gifts. But here at Christmas time, how many of us have even thought about giving Him a gift? And that's what I want to major on for the next few minutes, and we're going to ask God to help us with that. The Lord wants you. The best thing you can give the Lord this year is you. You said, I don't give Him me, yeah, but... you need to renew that. Uh, there's nothing you could give the Lord to make him any greater. There's nothing you could buy the Lord that he don't that he needs. He has it all. The best gift you could do is present more of you to him. And ask him to take you and make make more out, out of you for him. And that's what I want to do tonight, and I want to close this service with that, and I thought this would be a good time to do it. And I want you just, while you're sitting right there where you are, I want you to bow your head close, uh, close, and I want you to get them eyes shut. I want you to just draw near the throne of God, if you will, right there where you're sitting. And we're going to pray together, and I want you to pray from your heart. I can't. I can't help you get closer to God. I can point you in a direction, but I can't tear down the barriers that are between you and God and your fellowship with Him. I can't get rid of any sin in your heart or life, whether it be in your mind, your heart, your body, or your soul, whatever. I can't do nothing with that, but God can. And So when I pray, I'm going to pray that way too tonight, that God touch me. I want to see God use me more than I've ever been used. I want to see God use you more than you've ever been used. And God just don't lay his hand on us unless we mean business with him. So we're going to present the gifts that we have. I don't have gold to give him that he don't already have. Frankincense and myrrh, I don't have those things to give to him tonight. But all I can do is present an old hell-bent, hell-bound Sinner, it's been saved by grace and picked up out of the mire. Father, tonight as we bow in your presence, we thank you tonight, Lord, for the Christmas story. And we read it and you give it to us year after year and it's never got old. It's sweet and precious every time we read this story. Lord, through the year we read it in, in excerpts of it. And Lord, it blesses our heart even then. Lord, we don't have to have a Christmas season tonight to realize that you came for us. Then you died for us. You was buried for us. And that you rose again for us. And thank you tonight, Lord, that you sent the Holy Spirit down to our heart. And knocked on our heart's door. And made us see that we were lost and undone. Lord, that we were hell bound and hell bent. And We needed the touch of God more than we needed anything else in this world. Lord, thank you that you let us see that we called upon your name, we'd be saved. And thank you for that day, Lord, we called upon your name. You moved in and kicked the devil out of our life. And God, you have made us a brand new creature. But Father, we want to say tonight that we stumbled, we faltered, we wobbled, we hadn't been straight and everything. And Lord, this flesh, we have to fight it constantly and continually, day in and day out, day and night, every day of our life. God, we have to fight it. But somehow, Lord, I pray tonight that you'd take more of us. And Lord, I pray that we'd be willing to give up all the things that might hinder us from being a a blessing to you and a help to you. And Lord, I pray you'd take our heart, mind, body, and soul, and God, use us in the forthcoming days that we'll be a witness and a blessing, a strength and an encouragement, a challenge and a help to those that we come in contact with. Lord, we thank you for those we see every day, off and on, from time to time, especially some of them, and some we see every day. And God, how that you've given us the opportunity to speak to them and Lord, I pray we wouldn't falter and they wouldn't see us stumble. But Lord, in this next year that we might be steadfast and unmovable. And as you said in the Word of God, always abounding in the work of the Lord, I pray, God, that we might lift up your name and carry the high standard of the Word. Be led by the Spirit and not by our flesh. Lord, we want to see this church prosper and go forward Lord, we want to do anything we can, but God, we can't do it without you. Lord, we need you. We're weak. We're frail. Lord, I need your touch, and these people need your touch. And as a church, Lord, we can't do anything on our own if it's going to be successful. We need your touch. Oh, God, purge us tonight and cleanse us and help us, Lord, to walk a straight and narrow path of your glory. Lifting you up and magnifying you, Lord, we don't have nothing to give you but ourselves. And Lord, help us tonight to give you more of ourselves every day. Lord, here we are. Take us and use us, mold us and make us have your way in our life. Lord, we'll give you the glory for it. Lord, I pray you'd purge us out, clean us up. Lord, help our minds to think on the right things. Help our tongue to speak the right things. Help our ears to listen to the right things. Help our eyes to watch the things that we need to watch and see and stay out of harm's danger and weigh God tonight. May, Lord, we not stumble and falter, but may, Lord, we walk a straight path. Guide us with the Word of God. Fill us with Your Word. And, Lord, teach us with Your Spirit. And Lord, may we learn the things of God like we never learned before, and we'll give You the glory for it. Touch these men and women, boys and girls tonight, these young men, young ladies. Lord, these uh, uh, elderly folks, I pray God you strengthen them, encourage them. and Take our old physical tired bodies, and Lord, they're getting tired and sickly. And I pray God that you'll help us with that tonight, even uh, in those bodies. May we rejoice and lift you up and magnify you. And Lord, may we stay true to the Word of God. And we're not holding out, Lord, for our salvation. Lord, help us to hold out, uh, standing in the gap, making up the hedge, till you call us home. We'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise we committed to you. Help us to see this Christmas season as it really is. And Lord, may it be the best and the greatest we've ever had. We'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I appreciate your coming.